0: Welcome to the Rochester Rundown, a local news podcast presented by Med City Beat. Today we'll bring you the story surrounding a great blue heron rookery in Southwest Rochester, where neighbors and concerned citizens in the area have thrown a potential housing development into question. The first flurry of activity has led to hundreds of signatures on a petition, hours of debate on the county level, and an uncertain future for a development that's been in the planning stages for years. Where the debate stands now, where we go from here, and what other communities have done when faced with the same issue, coming up in a bit. Plus, the top stories from a pretty full week of news on the site, including a COVID vaccination update, the details on a Rochester woman's arrest after participating in the January 6th riots, and a breakdown of Monday's City Council discussion on a new proposed affordable housing complex. I'm Isaac James. It's Friday, April 9th, 2021, and let's get to the news. A great blue heron rookery is basically a colony, a group of nests built close together, high in the treetops that can become a heron breeding spot for generations. There are less than 100 confirmed rookeries in Minnesota and only one known in Olmsted County. Roughly 40 or 50 birds nest high in a grove of trees near 60th Avenue Southwest in Rochester Township, but now it's under threat of being taken down in favor of a private housing development. The issue burst onto the local scene last week and has quickly gained public traction. A petition started last week now has over 1,100 signatures, and a Facebook group dedicated to the cause has nearly 600 members. Lynn Cornell is one of those signatures and a developer of SaveTheRookery.com. She's lived near this rookery for about 14 years and says the uproar of support is unprecedented in such a short time. Within five days, we had over a 1,000 signatures, and that included Easter weekend when people maybe were away from their computers. So I think it really showed so much um, support for trying to save this. The petition was kick-started after Brett Ostby, a local environmental consultant, was called in by adjoining landowners to examine the rookery and the surrounding land. He says the rookery is the perfect spot for these herons, right in the middle of one of the largest chunks of untouched forest left in the county. And so, you know, I got there and I said, wow, this looks like a um, ecologically significant um, piece of Olmstead County. These findings came to public light just as Steve Connolly and a development team started preliminary on the ground work to turn part of that land into a low impact housing development, which would extend Boulder Creek Drive southwest and create 10 new secluded lots. The Olmstead County Board heard the issue for the first time on Tuesday when developers petitioned the board to change the land use amendment to allow for shovels to go in the ground. Local geologist and development consultant Jeff Broberg told the board roughly one-quarter of the rookery sits on Connolly's land, which means those trees would be taken out. After seeking guidance from the state on how best to proceed, they got a simple response just take the trees out in the fall after the herons leave. The MnDOT people were very clear. They said the resolution to this is to not have those nesting trees there when they come back in the spring because they'll choose the next best site. They'll come back in the same area and you don't lose a colony because you've taken out eight trees. There are examples out there to back up what Broberg was saying, like in the Twin Cities a few years ago when herons moved just slightly downstream the Mississippi River to build a new rookery after a tornado destroyed their longtime home. But it's no guarantee, according to Cornell, that they'll come back to the same area. She says when a housing development was built near Mayawood in the early 2000s, a rookery was disrupted in a similar fashion, but those birds never returned to the same spot. Now, the last known nesting place for herons in our area is under threat, and Cornell says these herons might not return either. This is the place in the county where they are. There's a reason that they are there. And at this meeting, and some of the the developers or some of their paid consultants have said, well, these, these birds, they can just go somewhere else. But they really can't go somewhere else if this is the place for them, where they are protected and where they've been for at least 30 years. So here's where the situation stands right now. The county board voted 5-2 on Tuesday to table any decision on approving the developer's request until May 18th. If it's approved, Rochester Township would then take the reins, having to approve the rezoning application, preliminary plat, and final plat before returning to the county for the final go-ahead. While migratory bird laws do allow for construction to happen under heron nests, a judge has issued a restraining order for the site, saying no tree can be taken down within 1,000 feet of the rookery. An upcoming trial would decide how long that order can remain in place. Broberg added the developers will not disturb any nests with baby herons in them, pushing the construction timeline back to at least the end of the nesting season in July. In that time, petitioners will lobby for Rochester Township to authorize an environmental assessment worksheet after the Minnesota Environmental Quality Board approved their petition and sent them the township's way. From there, Ostby says the township could have an independent evaluator assess the property, have the developer fill out the form themselves, or they could deny the request entirely. I'm really hoping that, that um, an independent person could come in or an independent firm could come in and do it. So they're, there's, um, they're not taking side, and then we can have a, we can have an honest um, evaluation uh, of it. Great blue herons nest in each of the lower forty-eight states, so Rochester isn't the first place to face this debate. But there's no easy answer when looking at what other cities have done. An urban rookery in a Dallas suburb was met with tree trimming and noisemakers to drive the birds away. In suburban Chicago, a Planning and Zoning Commission recently voted to approve a development that would disturb a rookery even after 8,000 petition signatures came through. But when rookeries end up in more secluded areas, they're often more likely to receive protection. At a nature preserve in Chattanooga, Tennessee, for example, they've built viewing decks for people to get better looks at a heron rookery. That puts Rochester's rookery in an interesting spot. It's not necessarily an urban nuisance, but it's also not in a protected nature area. The legal fight promises to drag on through the summer, but it'll come down to who gets their way. If it's the developers, a chunk of the rookery will be gone by next spring. The Herons might come back, or they'll relocate elsewhere. If the petitioners succeed, they have an idea to look for a new buyer or group of buyers to acquire the Connolly property and turn it into a public land trust. With the sudden groundswell of interest in saving these herons' homes, Ospi hopes that multiple different conservancies can come together to turn this plot of land into a bit of forest forever. But hopefully it can be a collective uh, approach, because a lot of times that's, that is how these, how these things work out. Now a look at the top stories on our site, medcitybeat.com. More than a third of all Olmstead County residents have completed the vaccine series according to the latest figures from the Minnesota Department of Health. The county is now averaging about 9,000 shots per week, bringing the total number of residents who have received at least one dose to just above 71,000, that's 46% of the population. Case counts in our area have plateaued, averaging roughly 20 new cases per day. A Rochester woman has been arrested and charged with multiple crimes in connection to her alleged role in the January 6th invasion of the U.S. Capitol. Victoria White, 39, was taken into custody by the FBI Thursday morning in Rochester after investigators linked her to pictures, videos, and Facebook posts related to the insurrection. She faces six different charges and her next scheduled court date is April 15th. A decision on rezoning a plot of land in northeast Rochester to allow for an affordable housing project will have to wait after the Rochester City Council tabled the motion Monday evening. The request was put forward by Joseph Development, who wishes to build a 66-unit affordable housing complex near Century High School, but was met with resistance from neighbors who say they are concerned about noise and traffic in the area. The council will next take up the issue on April 19th. All these stories and more, including the debate over the historical significance of the former Legends Building and a glittering piece from contributor Brian Lund on the owner of the Rochester Community Pharmacy, are available for free on the site now. And that's where we'll leave things this week. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed today's show, the best way to support us is to become a member. Be a part of quality local journalism at medcitybeat.com membership. I'm Isaac James with Med City Beats. Have a great weekend everybody, and I'll be talking with you again soon.